The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Back everybody to another episode of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Tuesday, April 12th edition. We have a nine-game main slate on tap for you this evening. It should be a fun one. As always, there's some day action. Uh, there's some 340 Pacific, 640 Eastern games, but the nine-game main slate starts at 7.05 p.m. Eastern time as we are used to in this wonderful world of DFS. Hope everybody had a good Monday. The day slate went very strong. The evening slate's been fun. Overall, to start the year, we can just all agree pitching's a mess. Pitching's a disaster. And we're going to navigate the minefield and make our way through all the fun. If you ever have any questions, though, you can hit me up on Twitter at BDentric or join us in the free Fantasy DGens Discord. It's free. Fantasy DGens Discord. Just hit me up. I'll get you the link, and we'll make that happen. If you guys give a rate and review to iTunes for MLB DFS Quickets, I'd appreciate it. And for you season-long fantasy baseball players, and heck, it helps you DFS players out as well. Bench with Bubba Podcast coming out to you a few times a week for your more fantasy baseball action. Give it a go rate and review as well. If you prefer to watch the podcast, check them out on YouTube, the Fancy Degens YouTube channel. Give it the old subscribe, the thumbs up. We'd really appreciate all that fun stuff. All right, let's get cracking. Nine games slate to get you through for your Tuesday. We got the, the Jays at the Yankees, total of 10 between Cortez and Kikuchi. Brewers, Orioles, total of nine. Marlins, Angels, nine. Nats, Braves, nine and a half. Dodgers, Twins, nine. Royals, Cardinals, eight and a half. Rockies, Rangers, ten and a half. Padres, Giants, seven and a half. I mentioned a few more totals like Dodgers, Twins, and others, but it's going to be a fun, fun slate to attack. And there's a couple spots I am absolutely in love with. We have some random spot starters coming up on this slate. There's just so many things that are going to go incredibly wrong, right? We'll see. But we're going to get you set up to get you in the right path. Pitching on this slate, Udarvish is 10-1. He leads the way. If you want to go to U, I don't blame you. The Giants offense talked about it with the uh, on uh, on Monday's for Monday's show uh, with Martinez and it wasn't so bad. He pitched pretty well early on. It's like the fifth inning there right now as I'm recording, but uh, he's he's been good enough at 5,900 bucks. Now Hugh Darvish is 10-1. That's a little different, but still we saw him carve through the D-backs. Um, he might have some success here. I don't feel like I need to pay for you Darvish at 10-1 on the slate, but if you want to play uh, cash, you could probably go with Darvish because you know he could hope for five six innings compared to other pitchers on this slate especially. That might not make it five or six innings. So Darvish at 10-1 if you want to, you can. I'm going to pass. 
Eric Lauer at $9,100, a very intriguing GPP play going up against Baltimore and Orioles team. That's, you know, not the most offensively, you know, great team in baseball right now. It's more of a pitcher's ballpark, especially in left field. So against left-handed pitching, that should benefit Lauer as well. He had a great 2021 campaign, a pretty decent start in spring training. And um, he's going to be very expensive on DK where most won't play him. If you're playing FanDuel, though, I believe he's like $7,900. And that's pretty nice. That's pretty nice for Eric Lauer. So keep him on your radar, especially in tournaments uh, at 9100 bucks on DK and a, a nice little value on FanDuel. Now some cheaper options, Patrick Sandoval at $7,900. Not the best spring training for Patrick Sandoval, the Irish panda. But uh, he's uh, he, he pitched phenomenal last year. Big change-up stuff, big swing and miss stuff, facing a Marlins offense. You can slice and dice and have some fun fun with Michael Lorenzen's dealing on him tonight. The Giants had their way with him for three games in San Francisco. So um, Patrick Sandoval, he has been known to give up some offense from time to time, especially the long ball. Tons of strikeouts, though. Comes in very, very affordable at $7,900. Jesus Lazardo at seventy three as well. Same game. Lots of upside. We saw the spring, the hype that came with Jesus Lazardo. The velocity has improved. The pitch mix is great. If he can carry that, that's going to be just tremendous. Uh, Mike Trout was scratched on Monday with a stomach bug. We'll see if he uh, returns on Tuesday. Joe Adele hit his first home run of the season, so it's good to have a Joe, uh, Adele join the dong party. That's always good. But um, if you want to go Lazardo at seventy three hundred bucks, that's a nice little discount for his upside. Just hope he uh, can rein it into the regular season. Use what he used in the spring training to get the hype back to the prospect that everybody wanted to see uh, in this season. So seventy three hundred dollars. I expect him to be more expensive on this slate. Nice little discount. My favorite play on this slate, and it's surprising he's only $7,000, is Alex Cobb. He was filthy this spring training. He was really good at times last year, too, while he was healthy, but filthy this spring. The splitter's a splitter. We know how effective that can be when used properly, but the velocity in spring training, he was throwing, I believe, 95-plus, which is big for Alex Cobb, and that kind of increased velo just gets strikeouts bonanza, and he had tons of them in spring training. So Alex Cobb with $7,000 going against his Padres offense. It's pretty abysmal. Um, we saw Alex Wood. He got through four, but he had uh, six Ks through three, which is pretty darn pretty darn good. So I like me some Alex Cobb at $7,000. If, if he blows up, so be it. That's the way things are going these days. But you can definitely have some fun there for sure with Alex Cobb. Uh, a couple others like Patrick Corbin in tournaments, I guess, if you need to. Daniel Lynch against um, – St. Louis at $5,500 bucks will be my punt of the night if you need it. St. Louis offense has been good. You know, Tyler O'Neill, Goldie, Arenado, uh, even, even Bader and company, DeYoung. They don't make me feel warm and fuzzy facing Daniel Lynch. But Lynch has a ton of strikeout upside. St. Louis doesn't usually strike out a ton versus lefties, but $5,500 bucks if you're looking to punt, you can go that route. But for me, it's pretty kind of cut and dry at pitching unless we see some ownership changes or some lineups that are intriguing when things come out on Tuesday, but if you want to pay up for Darvish, sure. I think Lauer is a really good tournament play if you want to pay up because no one's going to really, well, no one, not many will roster him at $9,100. So I think that's kind of intriguing. But Sandoval, Lazardo, Cobb, love Cobb, love Cobb a lot. The other, it's a big GPP slate, but if you're going cash, I'd go like Lauer, Darvish, or one of Lauer and Darvish and Alex Cobb. That'd be my cash builds for you. But lots of good tournament plays, especially cheap wise which allows you to pay for bats, and we have some bats to love, especially stacking up-wise, and they're not all cheap. So let's get to those bats on this slate. Will Smith for the Doiters at the catcher position at 4400 bucks against Chris Archer. The Dodgers will be very much in play after a bummer of a series in Colorado. This will be a nice little get-right spot against Chris Archer in Minnesota. A few cheaper options, though, like Max Stassi, if you're not using Lozardo at 3700 bucks, 
Not a bad play. He can, he can crush left-handed pitching, so he's one to keep an eye on as well. And then the farther down you go, like uh, you know, Higashioka at 32 could be a nice lower own play against Kikuchi. Kikuchi's been up a lot of long balls, so that could be a spot there. Elias Diaz or Martin Perez at 3100 bucks. We're going to go heavy back on Colorado. We saw how Colorado-Texas game stack worked beautifully during the day games on Monday, going right back to it on Tuesday. And hopefully it's lesser uh, owned with uh, nine games on the slate, total of 10.5. Elias Diaz at 31 is a nice piece of that pie as well. And then, you know, maybe Ryan Jeffers gets to start for Minnesota. He's 2,700. That can be someone to look at. Uh, Joey Bart, if you are fading, Darvish is only 25. He'd be one as well for you on this one. And then where is El Gary? For tournaments, I'll always say it, especially against a guy like Heaney, a lefty that gives up bombs, tons of fly balls, tons of home runs. In a tournament, Gary Sanchez at 3K is a very good tournament play. He could easily, again, 0 for 4, three strikeouts, but tons and tons and tons of power in that department. So really intriguing spot there. First base position, Toronto's always in play. Toronto's always a stack. Don't want to say this every show, but I will. So Vladito at 61 if you want to. They're very expensive. Um, so just keep that in mind. Like Goldie at 55 is your stack in St. Louis. Um, St. Louis won't be – this is the funny part. Like Lynch, we know a lot of strikeouts can get hit. I don't think St. Louis will be that popular because of other options on the slate, and they're expensive. So if you believe that they're going to get to Lynch, phenomenal tournament stack. Goldie at 55 would be one of those guys to lead the way there. Uh, Brandon Belt's interesting, but Rizzo at 47. Rizzo can hit lefties just fine. So see if he's in the lineup and see how that one pans out. But CJ Corona, 43. He went to, to Ding Dong City on Monday, had a big game. He's 4300 bucks. a really good price point for you there. Um, don't mind Miguel Sano in a tournament similar to the Gary Sanchez talks. Gary's 3K, but Sano at 41 is that tournament appeal versus the lefty uh, long ball thrower, batting practice pitcher is what I like to call Andrew Heaney, who, you know, he proves me wrong like five times a year. So we'll see if it's this one out the gate. But more often than not, we do very well targeting Andrew Heaney. Uh, the cheaper first baseman if you want some, like if you believe Eric Hosmer starts great, sure. But Connor Joe's 3100 bucks. He's first base outfit eligible. He went deep for the second time this year on uh, Monday. He's been a big piece of some fantasy offenses. And then um, Keston Hira at 2100 bucks. Alexander Wells is getting the start for Baltimore. So as a lefty on the bump, Keston Hira should get the start. He stole a bag on Monday. He'd be a super, super value at 2100 bucks. The overall Milwaukee offense has been dreadful, kind of surprising because they're better than this. But uh, maybe a guy like Alexander Wells in Baltimore can get them going on Tuesday. But He's only 2100 bucks for Keston Hira. Nice little discount if you need to punt. Not saying you're going to need to, but if you do, not the worst thing. Uh, second base position, Marcus Simeon at 54 if you're stacking Texas against Chad Cool. Good on you. Cool, bro. So, uh, yeah, I'm with you uh, with Marcus Simeon on that one. Jorge Polanco at 5K. Love Minnesota stack. Polanco had another big game on Monday. He's having a great start to the season. Switch hitting there against Heaney at $5,000. You got Ozzy Albies versus a lefty at 47. That's always a phenomenal play as well. Leading off of the Braves versus the lefty. Um, as you slide on down to the 4K and below, Glaber Torres at 41 is not horrible against Kikuchi. If you're stacking the Yankees, wouldn't use him as a one-off but a decent stack piece if you so choose. A few other ones for you. Brendan Rodgers had a rough start to the season. He's 3,600. If you're stacking Colorado, I would probably stack differently, but he will be one of the lower-owned pieces if you're in a big field tournament. If you're in a smaller tournament, one max, three max, stuff like that, you probably don't need to be, get cute with a Brendan Rodgers. But if you're in the you know, 20 maxes and bigger, some Brendan Rodgers exposure would be good to uh, differentiate a bit for your Colorado action. And let me slide on down here. Santiago Espinal, he's second-base shortstop for Toronto. Uh, should be getting another start. He's been starting over um, – He's been starting over Biggio a lot for Toronto. He's been playing pretty well to start the season here. 
He's only twenty five hundred bucks. He's a really good value. I love Nestor Cortez. Don't get me wrong, but twenty five hundred bucks for um, Espinal is a really good play, especially if Toronto does get it going. That's a, a big piece to have there. Third base, you got Arenado at fifty one. Talked about him earlier with that potential with Goldie and company and that St. Louis stack of being kind of sneaky. Josh Donaldson at forty nine. Austin Riley at forty seven. Like both those type of plays as well. Uh, a few others for you though. Um, when you get down, so you got some those guys up top if you want those, but some savings. You could look at on the slate at third base, um, you know, like Luis Arias, probably not. I'd rather go. I'd rather roll the dice for Ryan McMahon for a contrarian play because people will see lefty lefty and go a different way. But he's four K, and that can be a nice little piece of Colorado. But Brad Miller, third base outfit eligible. He leads off for Texas for his right handed pitching, so he should be leading off. He's been crushing it to start the season in his opportunity. He's got two home runs already, five RBIs. He's averaging twelve fantasy points per game. In his three games, starting all three games, he started. He said safely in all three games. So big, big stuff there for Brad Miller at 34 hundo against Colorado. And Chad Cooley's third base outfield eligible. If you're stacking Minnesota, Gio, your shell has been hitting fourth or fifth every game. He's been super productive. He's doing it without the long ball because the tables are getting set for Gio, your And he is producing over 12 DK points per game so far. I've been very, very productive in the middle of that order, getting knocks, driving in runs. He even actually did hit a home run on opening day. So your shell at 3,400 bucks is a nice piece there that will get overlooked in Minnesota, and he's very cheap. So a nice piece of your Minnesota stack for Urshila. Other than that, when you slide down the third base position, Bobby Witt Jr. is a great value. I'll keep saying this over and over again. I know he's not hitting for a high average yet. I get it. He I don't even know if he got a knock on um, Monday, but he reached base a couple times. Fielder's choice will walk, but he stole a bag. He scored a run. It was his uh, second double-digit uh, fantasy point game, I believe. He's been very, very productive for way too cheap. He's 2300 bucks. Just keep playing him for value. He's a great cash game value uh, at third base at $2,300 in this game. First, um, Dakota Hudson, that will be followed by uh, Hicks in that game. Uh, shortstop position, you can go to Trey Turner if you want. He's going to get it going eventually. So if you want to pay for him now before he blows up and he's low-owned, knock yourself out. But Carlos Correa in your uh, Minnesota stacks is very strong at 5200 Willie Adamas is $4,400. As bad as Milwaukee's offense has been, Willie's still producing double-digit fantasy points uh, a couple times, like two out of three games, I believe, or at least one, if not close to two out of three games. So Adamas at 44 is strong versus Alexander Wells. He gets lefties very, very well. Could be a good spot there. Because if he can get to Wells early, then he gets to this Baltimore bullpen, which is dreadful, and he could have a lot of fun. So Adamas at 44 could be a nice low-owned. Milwaukee will kind of get overlooked on this lake. They've been so bad to start, and there's some really, really good spots. But – we know how good Milwaukee can be. We know how good we thought they would be coming into the season. I'm not giving up on them just yet. So, William Thomas at 44 is in play. Paul DeYoung at 42. Talked about him. Gleyber Torres, 41 as well as another option for you. Uh, Jorge Mateo at 27 if you aren't using Eric Lauer and you want to punt. Mateo's getting on. He's still in bags. He's got a couple steals already this season. So, he could be a nice value for you. Jeremy Pena is only 2200 bucks for his Mad Bum. as a phenomenal value. A tournament one off, a cash game play. Jeremy Pena at twenty two hundred bucks. Uh, he's hit safely in two of four games this year with an extra with three extra base hits. He has double digit points in those two games. He's hit safely twenty two hundred bucks. Phenomenal value against Mad Bum with Jeremy Pena. Outfield positions loaded. Buxton at fifty nine. Just keep playing him. Another month. Just missed a home run. Got a stolen base on Monday. Monster stuff from Bucks at fifty nine hundred. So keep keep rolling off that red carpet. Uh, you got Soto at fifty six. He's always worth a look. Judge. Uh, as well, but uh, love Buxton. If you're paying above 5K, he's be my top dog on the night. Tyler O'Neill at 5K, I like a lot against Lynch. I think there's some tremendous upside there. Giancarlo at 49. It's kind of like I said last year. Yeah, Giancarlo is always about you know anywhere from like 600 to a thousand dollars cheaper than Aaron Judge. 
both phenomenal plays. I'll just kind of roll out the cheaper guy every time with Stanton. Both really good guys, though, uh, when it comes to fantasy. So Stanton at 49 versus Kikuchi. Uh, I like that one quite a bit. Uh, going down farther, if you are using Milwaukee, we know how Renf- Renfro has hit lefties in the past. He's 4700 bucks versus Alexander Wills. Again, Milwaukee should get little ownership on this slate. McCutcheon's 46 versus the lefty. Someone else to keep in mind, Toronto, Teoscar Hernandez at 46 if you're stacking. It's interesting. I love Nestor Cortez, but Toronto's Toronto, so never give up on Toronto. Not my favorite spot tonight, but you'll never be surprised if Toronto puts up a double-digit night. They're so good uh, in that situation. Like Chris Bryant at 4300 bucks, He had a very solid fantasy day on Monday, so he it's actually a value on this game, the way he's actually started out this season, as much as I hate Chris Bryant. Uh, $4,300, he has got back-to-back double-digit fantasy points games. I know this was his first one because they actually updated it. But he said safely in all four games for the Rocks with two extra base hits. Seven or more fantasy points in three out of four games. So 4300 bucks for Chris Bryant is very, very solid. Woe Nelly. Woe Nelly gets to face a lefty and Tucker Davidson of the Atlanta Braves. So Nelly Cruz at 41. Big time value there. Big, big value with Nelly Cruz. You've got Duvall versus the lefty at 41. But that Cruz value at 41 is pretty, pretty, pretty nice, folks. So keep that one on your radar. Drop into 4K and below. Um, you got Marcelo Zuna versus lefty at 38. Joe Adele, 3800 bucks versus Lazardo. Uh, he went deep again, like I said, on Monday. He's very, very talented. Getting off to a slow start. You're going to get some low ownership and enjoy it. That's all I have to say. Uh, Lourdes Gurriel at 37. Always love me some cheap Lordy. But Ben and Tandy, a monster Monday. Had him at 9% roster rate on a three-game slate. Put up 30 DK points as he went three for three with a dong. Three ribbies, two walks, two runs. Um, he's very, very good, folks. If you listen to Bench with Bubba, you know I was all over him for season long. And he's crushing it right now. He's 3600 bucks versus Dakota Hudson. That's a, that's one of the better values, even cash game viable on this slate. That's a, a really nice value for you at that position. I mentioned Brad Miller earlier at 34. It's a phenomenal value if he's leading off, which he should be against Chad Cool. A Connor Joe at 31, like him quite a bit. So there's some really good value on the slate. Too bad there's not a ton of like ace pitchers to use, but really good value if you want to mix in like a monster stack. You can uh, definitely do it rather easily on this slate. Like Randall Grichik's only 3K versus Martin Perez. Yeah, Randall Grichik's had a rough start to the season. There's no sugarcoating that. But he still has hits in back-to-back games, two out of three games. He's put up you know, seven or more points in back-to-back games. He's $3,000. That's outstanding. He gets Martin Perez. like He can bust out of that in no time. So 3K is a great GPP price tag for a Randall Grichik. Probably wouldn't use him in cash, especially when you got guys like you know Connor Joe and, and others close by. But Grichik at 3K is a really solid tournament play there, tournament value, because he's also hit seventh, and most people don't play guys that far down the order. So lots of appeal with uh, Grichik at that price point in that matchup versus Martin Perez. Another than that, Jerson Profar at 25 in a tournament. Sure, he's you know hit a grand slam on Sunday, but I'm not over the moon for Profar, but he can do it from time to time. Hummel of Arizona is one that does intrigue me. Cooper Hummel, he usually leads off first righties. He's 2200 bucks. Good, good prospect for the D-backs going up against Luis Garcia. So he can be a value for you at 2200 and then other than that, he got like um, Helio Ramos down here, but he he sat on Monday after playing on Sunday. He sat versus the righty. He got a righty in Darvish, so he might sit again, which really makes me wonder why the heck they called him up. So we'll have to keep an eye on that one. But he's only $2,000 on this slate. So, yeah, check lineups. You get some value, but there's plenty of good. Like, I love Helio, but I, there's actually better value out there. Like Jeremy Pena at 22, Bobby Witt at 23 uh, for starters would be places I'd really, really uh, look to look if, uh, on this slate. Recapping your pitching, though, you can go to Darvish if you want at 10-1. Don't mind it, but uh, Eric Lauer at 91 is a nice discount in tournaments. I think he's got some tremendous upside in his matchup. 
But uh, my, my main pitcher is Patrick Sandoval at 79, Lazardo at 73, both risky in, turn, risky in cash, but I like the tournament appeal. Alex Cobb at 7K is my favorite pitcher on the slate. If you need to punt, Daniel Lynch is your guy. But for me, it's pretty much, you know, Lauer, Sandoval, Lazardo, Cobb is kind of where I want to stay for the most part. We'll see where things go when lineups come out that can obviously change. Maybe ownership will change things as well. And, you know, watch the weather. There could be potential rain in Minnesota. You know, wonderful. Build a build a place, a, a team in Minnesota without a, a, a state, without a roof. Outstanding stuff there, folks. But uh, stacking things up, the stacks I do like on this slate. I think Milwaukee could be sneaky. They're going to break out one of these days, and they're going to come up very low ownership right now. Same with Toronto against Nestor Cortez. Like Toronto and New York both. Like they, I like New York more so against Kikuchi. You can really take advantage of Kikuchi. The, the velocity was down again this spring, which is not good for Kikuchi. So you can you can look at New York as a nice lower-owned uh, play, but I think uh, Toronto's always in play. But where I would start my fun is, um, you know, that Atlanta-Washington game is not bad, but Dodgers-Minnesota, barring the weather, that's one of my favorite spots. Just keep playing Buxton and Minnesota versus Heaney. I'm all aboard that train, but Dodgers versus Archer is nice. Love Colorado, Texas. All in on that one. Give me some Colorado versus Martin Perez, but don't forget like the Brad Millers and company going up against Chad Cool uh, is is really big as well. And then, you know, you can look at Houston versus Mad Bum. That's always in play. So lots of really good spots. I love the game stacks in Minnesota and Texas. Love those two, those four teams right there. But you can mix and match some Milwaukee, some Washington versus Tucker Davidson, or even Atlanta versus Patrick Corbin. Uh, if you think Daniel Lynch just sucks, St. Louis will come in super low on us. Got a ton of upside. So it's a nine-game slate. With pitching as bad as it is, there is a ton of potential to do some damage on this slate. All right, nine games in and out. This is why I call it Quick Hits, folks. Again, if you can follow me on Twitter at BDentric, I'll help you out over there. Or hit us up in the Fantasy DJs Discord. It is free. If you can rate and review on iTunes for MLB DFS Quick Hits, I would truly appreciate it. That would help out a ton. And uh, give it a rate and review for a bench with Bubba. It would be good, too. Check out the Fantasy DGEN's YouTube channel to watch all these wonderful podcasts in video form as well. But for now, folks, we're going to wrap things up there for you. Good luck on your Tuesday. Nine-game slate. There's some early action as well. But nine-game main slate starting at 7.05 p.m. Eastern. This was MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Tuesday, April 12th edition. I'm out. 